You know that scene in Bird Box where um, Sandra Bullock is on a boat with two kids and she had to navigate through rough waters blindfolded? Yeah, that's the visual representation of what parenting is like for me. I kind of just shut my eyes and I hope for the best because undoubtedly and with complete and utter honesty, I don't know what I'm doing. Alright, um, welcome to another episode of I Don't Know What I'm Doing here with me, Sophie Yusuf, a father of two, uh, a two-year-old boy uh, named Samir and uh, an almost two-month-old little boy named Cheyenne. So um, welcome to the podcast. If you haven't listened before, it's just me ranting uh, sometimes with, with a friend about um, the unpredictability and uh, adventures I'm I go through as a father and not knowing what is uh not basically I don't know what I'm doing uh if, whether it's uh, right or wrong and I'm just uh, living it day by day uh, hoping that I'm doing right by my kids and my wife so um first off I just want to say that um my wife actually has a comment on uh how I can improve uh, the podcast so um it's very um it's just two points uh she said um make it light and humorous uh funny stories okay so that's from my wife uh apparently i think i've been uh too broody and i've been uh complaining way too much so uh anytime the stories get a bit too dark i'm gonna put a clown horn to lighten the mood i hope it works yeah so anyway uh first before i start the show i just want to give a shout out to my wife my lovely wife who has been um uh maybe i haven't been giving her enough credit but she's been taking care of both boys uh since she's given birth uh like since i came since i had to go back to work uh she's been the main person looking after two boys a two-year-old and a two-month-old and uh all alone at home so somehow she manages it and i really don't know how she does it sometimes because i get stretched uh out of uh my imagination when i just take care of samir or when i just take care of cheyenne so the ability that she has to take care of both um goes beyond my understanding and goes beyond my love for her and i love her so much for it and thank you babe for looking after our kids and uh for being that mom that you know that you always could be so there you go uh anyway um this past weekend uh was the manchester united game that i spoke about last week so um yeah that was fun um it was myself i brought samir because my wife let me and then my father-in-law my brother-in-law um my dad who I really wanted to, I've been wanting to bring him for a Manchester United game for so long. Um, my brother, but um, my brother's son uh, actually got sick on the day. So we had to find someone to replace him. 
And in uh, at the very last minute, we managed to get my cousin, uh, Fadli, to uh, fill in for for a seat. And he's been wanting to, uh, he's been looking for tickets for the event anyway. So lucky him, right? So yeah, we 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 head down, uh, to the um national stadium, and we knew that the that the parking is gonna be crazy because we knew that it was gonna be a more more or less a sold out crowd. It was fifty thousand people, so more or less a sold out crowd. So what we did was um we were wrestling with the idea of whether or not we should uh either park near my father in law's uh workplace in Paya Lebar and then take the train. Or just find a, a closer parking spot around the uh around the area and just walk to the stadium. We opted for the for the latter and we we found a very like secluded secret spot that had like two hundred fifty over lots still available and we just parked there and it was a walk away from the from the stadium but um I actually enjoyed the walk because um. During the walk, my brother insisted on carrying Samir. And my brother and Samir never really had a close bond. On They never really had an opportunity to have this kind of close bond uh, relationship. So it was very nice to, from, uh, to see my brother actually uh, uh, looking after Samir and carrying him and doing most of the work. Because I think he... Um, my my wife says like he, uh, he... She thinks that my brother is indebted to all the times that I helped him out when he had kids. So uh, he was just helping me out, but I, I hope it's more sincere than that. I hope he, he really wants to uh, foster a relationship with my son, which is kind of cool. And my dad also uh, helped pick, uh, carry Samir uh, on some some leg of the journey as well. So there was like a, a nice um, moment where we were just walking uh, to the stadium. Uh, before um, we hit the crowd, it was just us. And it was a nice moment where I just looked up and... You know, um, I had a moment to myself that my son is being carried by my brother and my father. And I know, I, um, basically, I haven't been spending a lot of time with my family, my my my, my dad's. Uh, we haven't been going to my dad's house. We haven't been going to my brother's house. And I haven't, I have been losing a lot of uh, uh, time and losing a lot of track with, with my nieces and nephew uh, who I adore. Uh, you know, when they were younger and I, who I, I helped look after when they were younger and grow, growing up. So uh, there was a lapse of a uh, moment there where, where I, I, I s- basically we haven't really been uh, hanging out as often as we should and uh, or as often as how uh, I spend time with my wife's family because my wife's uh, mother is the one who... M- mostly helps in taking care of Samir from time to time so uh, and and they're very involved in our family and we're very involved in their family as well so uh there was uh, there was a vast difference so seeing my brother and my dad have moments with Samir where you know they show Samir where the sun is and you know planets and stars and Samir seemed to have enjoyed their company as well which is uh which is really nice to me because um, usually Samir has been, like I think I, I've explained in this podcast before, Samir has been very attached to um, people that he's very familiar with, uh, particularly me. Uh, and he's had a tough time trying to let me go. But when we were out there um, and my brother was walking very, very far and fast uh, in front of us, ahead of us, um, um, Samir didn't even look for me, not once. 
I didn't feel hurt or anything like that. I just feel like, oh, we're, we're making progress. He's slowly um, letting others into his circle of trust. So um, that was nice for me to see my my brother being, uh, uh, you know, having, uh, letting my, uh, that was nice for me to see that Samir let my brother and my father in, into his company. Usually on other occasions when he's, uh, sleepy or whatever he he tends to only want me or my father-in-law or even sometimes my brother-in-law Hakim but yeah that was that was nice and uh we we made our way to the stadium uh I saw a couple of friends but I couldn't really like catch up to them because like I was so um I had to look after Samir who was holding on to my knee and then I had to like you know get everything out of my pocket because they were doing the, the whole metal detector scanner thing so there was too many things uh, I was too overwhelmed by the, the, the number of things that I had to do. Uh, eventually, we got to our seats after a few climb. And uh, yeah, the Samir was excited. He was actually really, really happy for about 10 minutes. And then 10 minutes into the game, he said, bye-bye football. And he was planning to leave. And we were in no position to leave. And also the humidity was really, really bad. It was really, really hot and sweaty and because um, um, Singapore's stadium has this uh, open or closed roof um, thingamajig and it was closed to, uh, for, for the night so it wasn't really airy and it was very very warm and uh, yeah I was lucky enough to bring a portable fan for Samir which uh, was my idea or is it was it my wife's idea either way I'll give it I'll give the credit to my wife it was my, my wife's idea so we um uh, I tried to um, keep Samir uh, occupied by humoring him with um, kitten videos for the other 80 minutes plus of the of the game and uh, yeah um, eventually after we were done we went we went back and uh, on the way back I was carrying Samir and uh, he looked at me and he just said I love you dada and that made me so happy beyond my, beyond my wildest dreams. And then that also made me realize that well, basically um, toddlers and infants and babies, um, toddlers particularly, I think, they want to please their parents. Making, uh, making their parents happy is part of um, their psyche. That's that's what they, they want to do. That's what they like to do. That's why they like to make uh, us laugh uh, by jumping or whatever. They like to see our reactions. So, I mean, maybe I'm going in too deep for this, but I feel like Samir, uh, Samir put up with the whole 90 minutes and the whole event of the football game for me because I wanted him there. And that made me very, very happy to, to know that he he's... Um, He's grown up enough to think that way. Uh, and the fact that he, yeah, it, it was sweet. And when we went back, uh, eventually, I gave him a hug while I was getting him ready for bed. And I told him that, uh, thank you for putting up with uh, everything. Thank you for coming with me. Uh, I really enjoyed your company. I thank you for, for being there. I really appreciate you being there with me. And he just gave me the tightest hug as if to say you're welcome. Um, he can say you're welcome, but he doesn't, but he shows it. And that's, that's enough for me, I think. And yeah, 
Um, so that was a success. I, I enjoyed my time. Samir kind of enjoyed his time, that 10 minutes that he was watching the football game. And uh, my my everyone left happy because we won as well. So that's kind of cool. And uh, yeah, that was that. So uh, we're going to kick on with the show, the main show. Today I'm going to talk about... Um, a secret that I just um, stumbled upon, like a miracle that I just stumbled upon. And uh, yep, here's the show. If you've uh, heard my other episodes before, the other episodes of this uh, podcast before, you may realize or you may get annoyed by my... um, my stop start and my inability to probably tell a story so for this episode um i kind of tried my best to structure everything that i could in a story format so basically i i scripted myself and um so that i don't miss out uh, any details because i feel like um yeah there's a there's a lot of things that i i miss out on uh saying uh like for the past few episodes and then like i'm when I'm listening it back, I'm, uh, I'm like, oh crap! I should have said this and that, this and that, this and that. So I don't wanna, um, I don't wanna feel that way again. So I, I actually scripted what I wanna say. So this might sound like I'm reading an audiobook. Uh, so yeah. So basically, let me start. Um, I always told myself that I would never hit my kid. When I become a parent one day, I was hit and punished as a kid in many odd ways and always believed that it did nothing but damage me as a person. I told myself that it's not my parents' fault. It was a naughty, I was a naughty kid and my parents didn't know how else to handle me. The latter part is true and the former is a result of what punishment did to my psyche. I blamed myself for being hit and for not being good enough for my parents. But I hold no grudges to my parents and I have forgiven them for for my upbringing a long time ago. But my belief is that whatever they did didn't work. So I challenge myself to change it. So far so good? Alright. Um, okay, let's continue. Louis C.K. said once that um, he never... Okay, let me start again. Louis C.K. said once that he never hits his kids and explains why. He said that hitting a kid never makes things better. It only teaches the kid that if things don't go your way, you hit until it does. This made so much sense to me and it became a building block in part of my approach to parenting. But everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. That that saying was from Mike Tyson. He was a boxer, so that quote was quite literal for him, but for me, that was very metaphorical and... uh, yeah, I had a plan on how to be a father for my firstborn son, Samir. Everything was going to plan. Until he hit the terrible twos. We started having power struggles and he has developed the ability to make my day either wonderful or worse. But Samir is a sweet boy who gives the best hugs. He loves to laugh, run around and scream in excitement. And he's my special assignment to prove that there's another better way to parent without punishment or hitting. But the biggest test was his outbursts and meltdowns when he doesn't get his way and my ball of fun and laughter suddenly turns into my enemy of peace. 
I tried for the longest time to look at forums, read up articles to have a better understanding on what he was going through. But these articles only uh, are only met with negative comments saying the methods suggested don't work. So what do I do? So push to my absolute limit. One day, I raised my voice at Samir. I never hit him. Sometimes I feel like I want to, but I don't. But I slammed my hand on his bed or a pillow or near him to get his attention to get him to stop crying. I went with my primal instinct, which was to shout, enough, stop it, to him to make him stop. And he does. And I hug him afterwards and tell him that I love him once he's calmed down. A few days later, he came to me and he told me, enough, stop it, wagging his finger in my face. And I didn't even do anything. I was just sitting there. Then I realized that he learned that behavior from me. And maybe to him, when I was yelling that to his face a few days prior, he didn't do anything wrong either. I didn't know if I was, I didn't know if what I was doing was right or wrong, but I didn't like the idea that Samir learned that behavior from me. Then one day, one fateful day, I discovered this YouTube video from a nice American lady named Ashley. The title was Positive Discipline. And I had a few minutes to spare from work, so I watched. <laughs> I tuned in to how she handles meltdowns from her similarly aged daughter. Whatever she was sharing lined up perfectly with the philosophy of my younger self. At the end, she shared a couple of books and I immediately bought the audiobook and listened to them in my commute the next few days. It's been an eye-opener. This book, I, I cannot praise it enough. The book is called Calm Parents, Happy Children by Dr. Laura Markham. She has other books as well. And it focuses on three simple concepts. Regulating yourself, fostering connection, and coaching, not controlling. This, the book starts by saying that no parent is perfect, so don't beat yourself up over your mistakes. When we're put at a fight-or-flight mode with our kids, it's easy to see them as the enemy. We yell and fight because we're angry and anger stems from fear. These are just some pointers that I got. And some of that fear that was left there was left there during our childhood. And we need to work through our own issues and not bring them to our kids. We need to break the cycle of anger and choose love instead. Reflecting on this, I was thinking, uh, what's... What's my fear? What's my biggest fear? And I realized that my biggest fear is being seen as a weak parent or that I'm still seen as a kid playing adult and not being mature enough to be a parent. It's, a, it's, it's my own fear that I, I, I struggle with. And uh, I see and hear this from some of my closest relatives and it annoys me to my bones. But that should not be the reason my son gets emotionally scarred for it. The book focuses on healing our own wounds so we can better guide our kids through their discovery of all sorts of emotions. Like on a plane, um, you know, there's a reason why they say um, put your put your mask first before attending to a kid. Because if, you, if you're trying to put the mask on a kid and you pass out and the mask doesn't get on the kid, the kid can't reach the mask anyway. So do you make sure you are settled and then attend to the kid. That makes sense. I had this argument with my wife the other day too. 
And she's like, no, I'll put my, my, my wife, my kids first. And I told her, well, what if you pass out? And our kids are too short to, to, to wear the mask and they don't know what to do. They're kids. Then she went like, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. So anyway, back to the, back to the book. Um, yeah, where was I? Okay. <laughs> okay. The book focuses on healing our own wounds so we can better guide our kids through their discovery of all sorts of emotions. It taught me that children at Samir's age have an emotional backpack that if not managed properly will overflow and cause a full-blown meltdown. It taught me to have empathy for our little ones and let them know it's okay to have these feelings and that the feelings will eventually go away. That he may not always get what he wants, but he always has something better. Parents who love him and are ready to flood him with every lovely hug and kisses. Hugs and kisses. Yeah. Well, I'm only halfway through, but I've already seen some improvements in Samir's behavior. I started about a week ago. So, for example, every night I take Samir to throw um, trash with me at the rubbish chute before we go to bed. And then last night, uh, in the trash, he saw a box of Milo. And he kept asking for it, thinking that it was still full. And I told him that it was empty and dirty. And he started crying. Not crying, crying, but meltdown. Like he was screaming at the top of his lungs. And uh, my wife was holding our second son, Cheyenne. Uh, and I could tell that the screaming was getting on her nerves. I told her to let me handle it. And I proceeded to calmly tell him that it's okay to be angry. And it will go away. But Dada will be here to give you a hug afterwards. He continued screaming loudly and my wife tells me that she's worried my method will lead him to be spoiled. Because she's a school teacher. She's seen this sort of uh, behavior before. So she knows what she's talking about. And I, I told her that I don't like the yelling and screaming also. But now is not the time to correct him. He's not at a point where he can listen. He's just screaming. So after a while, I gave him a hug and uh, he slowly stopped. And uh, I wiped away his tears. And I picked him up and threw the trash with him. He was fine afterwards. Now I told him, Samir, it's okay to cry, but let's not scream and yell, okay? It's very loud. It's noisy. And he responded to me. Still, you know, some tears in his eyes. And he just said, no screaming, no yelling. Very loud. Look, I'm, I'm not saying that my method worked immediately, but... That situation situation could have been a lot worse had I raised my voice, had I fought back with him, have I had I hit his hand or whatever. Because um, although punishment uh, causes a punishment uh, forces the kid to immediately react, and it seems like a simple, very fast, quick, effective solution, but what punishment leaves us is with what punishment leaves us with are scars, emotional scars. And uh, if not, um, tend to um, at a younger age, it could get worse psychologically and everything. So, yeah. But I understand my wife's fear. I mean, I'm very naive. 
So when it comes to things like this, like um, new new concepts or whatever that that aligns with my belief, I I go all in. But uh, I I lose like uh, motivation whenever I like whatever I do fails or don't do as well as I thought. But this time around, I feel like I believe in this process. Like it spoke to me and it made so much sense to me. And uh, yeah, the idea is to raise kids who want to be good, not out of fear of punishment, but kids who want to be good. Kids who want to do the right thing because they know better. Of course, it doesn't happen overnight and no kid is a lost cause. And, you know, every kid is bound to make a mistake. They're still going to do curious things and they're still going to get themselves in trouble. But that's what we're here for. As parents, our role is to guide them. So uh, I've taken a different approach altogether in how I handle Samir. Uh, and how I, well, Cheyenne, Cheyenne's not, <laughs> Cheyenne's a little ball of cutie. He's, he hasn't given me trouble yet. So Samir basically, and Samir's not, uh, he, Samir's just exploring himself because he feels like Samir's a ball of emotions right now. He's feeling all kinds of emotions. He's trying to understand why he feels this way. But it's important for, for us to tell him and other, all the other kids going through this that it's okay to feel these feelings. And I'm not going to scold you for feeling these feelings because you're entitled to your feelings. Sometimes kids cry and sometimes adults cry. So you don't scold a, an adult for crying. So it's okay to cry, but the feelings will go away and then you go back to love. You go back to a cuddle. It doesn't happen overnight, but we need to believe in the process. And when pushed to the wall, take a deep breath and just say, I choose love. Look, I'm only, like I said, I'm only like halfway through the book. And so many times while I was listening to the book uh, on the way to work and on the way back, uh, a lot of the concepts hit me like a brick wall, like, it was right there in front of me and I, I, I couldn't see it because I saw things differently. Like when you're pushed to fight or flight, your kids immediately become an enemy very easily. You know, that's the power struggle. But if you take, if you take, a, if you take yourself back and realize that and, and, and try to regulate yourself and say that you're, and, and control your emotions and, and don't let your emotions get the best of you and see the situation it's this little person who's struggling to come to terms with what he's feeling and all these feelings emotions and everything that's inside him needs your help instead of you hitting him it's okay to cry <laughs> crying is fine it's, it lets him let out all the the pent-up anxiety and frustrations and fear that he has in him so that he doesn't have that later on you build it up and it's only gonna, you know, bubble and, and burst into a bigger meltdown. So we have to choose our battles, obviously. Like you don't have to, we, 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 we can't control our kids and we don't want them to, we don't want to control our kids. We want them to know how to, how to behave. That's the difference. And, um, being a, being a, a kid who was 
like I don't like I said I don't blame my parents for how they tried tried to raise me. They did with what they did. They did what they could because um that was all they knew. And up to recently I think studies have only shown that punishment doesn't work only recently. But obviously some people are still um outdated and uh still believe in the old methods and you're it's fine you you, you can you can you can f- believe in what you want to believe but i believe that there's a kinder method to raising kids i always did and at one point i were i snapped and i just fall, fall back on to uh be the worst version of me but um i i really believe in this method and i really believe in the in the process and um I've made a change for myself. So, yeah. My wife hasn't uh, read the book. She hasn't had the time to. But uh, I will be purchasing a hard copy so that, you know, to live in, in the house or even to, to give it as gifts for friends or whoever who, who seems to be having trouble with it, like handling their kids and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I know it sounds preachy. And I'm not trying to preach. I haven't reached the promised land or whatever. I just, um, I feel like I'm, I'd rather, I'd rather focus on my relationship with my son rather than scolding him for the little things that he does. You, you know what I mean? Like he, he's exploring his world and he's a kid. He's supposed to. So, I'm not going to scold him or I'm not going to like stop him from doing that. All I'm going to do from here on is guide both my kids um, to, you know, to try and make the best choice that they can, obviously. And studies have shown that there are kids who are better behaved and uh, make better choices up until teenagers and up until they're teenagers. So that's, what I want. I think that's what most parents want. Um, no one really has a fast track to get there. And obviously, when you have a screaming two-year-old in your face, screaming uh, his lungs out, you want the quiet, you want the peace. But it's not what you want sometimes. It's what your kid needs. And sometimes it's just a hug. So, um, again, I'm not trying to be preachy. I'm, I'm no messiah of uh, uh, positive uh, discipline or whatever. But, um, yeah, please, um, I cannot praise this book enough. I'm, and I'm pretty sure she has more books. One about um, how, to, how to raise siblings because uh, that's the situation we're in now. And, uh, yeah. The book is called Calm Parents, uh, Happy Child, Happy Kids. Calm, Calm Parents, Happy Kids by Do- Dr. Laura Markham. Uh, she has other books as well. Uh, if you're at any of the bookstores or whatever, just look for her, her work. I think um, it's, a new, uh, it's a new approach to parenting that I, I, I fully suggest, I, I truly suggest to everyone to try. And yeah, so go what are you waiting for? Go get... I, I should be endorsed for this. I really should be. But yeah. 
go go check it out. Yesterday on the way back from work, uh, I was at the traffic stop and uh, this lady was eyeing my my e-scooter that I was riding on and I was, you know, plugged in and everything. And uh, she asked me, how much is this? Uh, and I said, uh, I spent about 700 or so around there. And she was like, wow, 700. Uh, yours is very nice, very uh, cute, I think she said. And I was like, oh, thank you. Uh, and then I pointed to the to the child seat in front of me and said, oh, this is mostly for my son. And she was surprised. She looked back and gasped and she said, son, I thought you were in school. How old are you? I'm like, oh, I'm 29. Wow, you look so young. And then uh, before the, the traffic light turned green, I just said, yeah, uh, two boys, auntie, two boys. It's like, two boys? Yep. And then the light turned green and I, I zoomed past her and I said, bye-bye, have a good day. And I, yeah. Look, I don't know why I'm, I'm, I'm uh, sharing this story. It just made me feel good. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I wish that, um, you know, my, my kids can just openly have conversations like that with strangers and have, uh, you know, and make, make someone else's day. The other time we were at um, at Jewel and Samir was sleeping on the stroller and uh, and my wife was, uh, no, both our kids were, we, we have a double stroller now. So both the kids, both the boys were in the, in the stroller and we were just like shopping, looking around at, uh, I think, Onitsuka Tiger. And this, uh, this little girl uh, with blonde hair, she came up to my wife while I was looking at shoes and she said, the baby, your baby's so cute. And my wife said, thank you. And then she went on her merry way. Like, I know it's, I mean, like Singaporeans, we, we don't, we're, we're very conservative people. We don't really talk to strangers. But we really should be like more kinder like that. I feel like other other um, cultures are more open to starting conversations like that with strangers. And we like to keep to ourselves. But I'd love for my son to be more, not nosy, but more, um, kind and more amiable, friendly to 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 anyone, everyone around him. I mean, right now he's two, and so he's friendly to everyone. But yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just I'm just renting a, a recent story that happened. Anyway, um, that's been the episode. Um, I hope you guys learned something. I hope you guys take have uh, some takeaway from this. And if you have any more other books, uh, you'd like to share with me on positive parenting or anything that I can, you know, improve myself or, uh, and be better, please uh, drop me an email at sophiyusof at gmail.com. Um, I hope I used uh, the clown horn enough today. And uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter uh, at EverySofri. You can find me on Instagram at sophiyusof and uh, Facebook, sophiyusof as well. Um, yeah, uh, till next week, have a safe weekend, have a safe week. And uh, be kind and I hope your kids um, bring you a lot of smiles this coming week. Alright, see you guys.